Good evening. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast. It's this thing again. Another month has passed, and now we're here, gathered as we are, on this website called finalfantasy.fandom.com slash wiki slash Final Fantasy Wiki. Is that correct? Yes. That's correct. Probably. That is, I believe that's correct. All right, so this was the month of months. Because for some reason, Square Enix decided, hey, we're, we're just going to release everything. March, that, that seems like a good time to just dump all of our crap. So now we have four games to talk about in one episode. Some months we have nothing to talk about. This month we have four things to talk about. Also, I, I'm not here alone. Who are the other people with me? This is Cat Use. And some Column Age. Yes. So, uh, how many of these games did either of you play? Uh, I've I've played two of them. Okay. I'm like halfway through Triangle Strategy. Alright, I have played three of them. I've beaten Triangle Strategy. I put in maybe three hours into Stranger of Paradise. And I've played 20 minutes of Chocobo GP, which is literally as much as I was physically capable of doing. But uh, we need yeah, to talk. I've, uh, yep. Yeah. I uh, beat I beat Stranger of Paradise, and I and I haven't gotten very far in Triangle Strategy because uh, unfortunately uh, this month is also a game that has everyone's true game of the year this year. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so much shit that came out in the first three months of this year. Because I think like in the last week, uh, Kirby came out, Norco came out, Tunic came out, um, Ghostwire Tokyo came out. This, and I, I'm forgetting something. I know I'm forgetting something very important too. Um, oh yeah, Stranger Paradise came out, didn't it? Is that only like a week old? Yeah. Um, it's about two or three now. Yeah. It has just been ridiculous. Besides the fact that Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West and the final version of Cyberpunk 2077 came out and Final Fantasy VI came out and it just... I don't know how anyone plays video games. Like, physically, how is it capable for a human being to do these things? It's a good question. I don't know. I've only played like two or three. Yeah. So, uh, there is one game that we have not mentioned yet, and unfortunately we have to get it out of the way, because Square Enix, in their infinite wisdom, decided, let's not release three games this month, let's release four. And that first game we must talk about is, of course, Babylon's Fall, which is, of course, a very appropriate title. They were really asking, they were asking for it, because Fall it has. Yep. <laughs> Fall it has. I believe this thing has about, uh, like, three players left on Steam at the moment. I was hearing something, that and it was might like... might be a bit optimistic. There's, like, a hundred concurrent players at any one important time. Uh, I think last week they tried to launch some kind of, like, new free demo. And even then, they were only able to get maybe four digits worth of players. So this is the new yeah, game... Yeah, I'm looking at... Yeah. 
I'm looking at this game for article that says that the demo, this is from a few hours ago, the demo has peaked at 30 players online at once. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, we're, we're not meaning here. This game actually has fewer than 100 players online at any given time. I, I swear to God, if this game sold more than like 10,000 copies, I would be legitimately surprised. It is one of the biggest disasters I have ever seen. And you know, like, let's note that stats for video game sales are very hard to come by. So this is just the wildest guess, but just like the sheer numbers seem impossible to me. That a video game made by Square Enix, made by Platinum Games, a major release, in theory, managed to do this poorly. And then neither one of you like, played it, right? Yeah, it's... No, I haven't played it. All I've seen is uh, people shitting on it on Twitter, really. Yeah. And, like, there's uh, one thing that just showed how how literally broken everything was. Was that one time, that one clip of the uh, character creator uh, trying to show off the black skin tones that just oh, yeah. don't render properly? And it's just everything in this game is so broken you can't actually tell what was going on there if the lighting system was broken if the character models aren't created if the tone's not correct or if it was deliberate because who can actually tell what the fuck is going on here i mean it's kind of astounding that one one thing uh, i said like even managed to say that the combat is bad which is the one thing that uh, you'd expect platinum to be good at but Apparently, no, everything but the bow just feels bad. This is, I mean, none of us have played it, but I, I'm going to trust everyone's judgment that I've heard from that this game plays atrociously. It looks atrocious. I, I'd just like to say, like, last year, uh, some color mates, we were doing that live stream of the Square Enix uh, event, and I remember when they yeah. re-revealed this game, it looked like total shit. And I... I that footage exists somewhere. You can have my initial reaction to it, where I realized, one, that it was a game-as-a-service thing. Two, it looked like fucking crap. It looks like a PlayStation 3 game, or even worse, like a PlayStation 2 game at times. Which is fine. Yeah, if... I was thinking, like, this is uh, the one game where people have actually managed to accurately say it looks like a PS2 game. <laughs> We're going to be talking about more PS2 games in a second. That's what I was trying to say. Is like, <laughs> it's fine if the game doesn't look preposterously H 4K, 8K. I got my the VR and my my OLED and all the other bullshit that comes with these things. You know, that's fine if you're going for like a kind of graphical style. It just looks like it looks like there's some kind of really bad filter going on. Like, um, if you remember Photoshop, the cutout texture, if you've ever used that thing. Because I used to do that on all the uh, the wiki logos I used to make. I would just run the thing through the cutout filter and it looked cartoony enough. Done. Uh, that all was 16-year-old right. me. So, apparently, that person made this video game. And uh, I, I I don't know. It, it's, it's a real shame. Um, I just... Yeah, it's... It's it, it's it's kind of a cool concept that just, I mean, I'm just looking at footage of it right now, and it just looks so. Bad. Yep. I I wish for better for Platinum Games because they're legitimately one of my favorite developers. They made very very good video games. They made Near Automata, one of Square Enix's best games of the last decade, and um, this is just not it. I I hope that like, it... yeah. 
it, it is really concerning because it does feel like uh, in the recent years, Platinum's just had more misses than hits when uh, the, their combat used to be some of the best around. And I hope Bayonetta 3 is actually is actually good because it should be. It's fucking Bayonetta. Yeah. Uh, but it's harder to have hope for games coming from them if this is what they're putting out. And I don't think you can really blame Square for this because uh, the Platinum have had problems with games that aren't Square Enix games. And they've also been all in on the live service thing. Like, this wasn't Square's idea. They uh, Platinum's higher-ups have really been interested in live services. Well, are you basing that off of the interview they gave where they're like, we want to be known as more than just the action developer? Uh... I mean, partially, I think during that they also did mention that, yeah, they have a live service department that they're spinning up, which is part of the concern. I know that some parts of that didn't seem to be translated right, but there's enough concerning there that, you know, I'm not sure how how much better it could look. What I think, this is just speculation here, is that a game like Babylon's Fall... This cannot be a surprise to anybody what a disaster it is. Maybe maybe they're surprised by just how bad of a disaster it is, but I don't think there was any fantasy within Square Enix or Platinum that this game was going to exactly blow the doors off or be the big success they want it to be. Uh, this just kind of feels like something like these were contracts that were written years and years ago, and a lot of times things just get made on their own momentum, not because anyone particularly wants to do it anymore, it's just, it has to be done. The game has to be finished at this date. We have to release it. It's done. We're not going to turn this around like Final Fantasy XIV. There's going to be no talk of, like, you remember Anthem Next? That's not happening with Babylon's Fall. This game, honestly, I'm not surprised that they haven't gone as far as, like, when Amazon turned that live service game off completely after two weeks. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's at least not an AGS-level disaster, but <laughs> yes. that's an extremely low bar. That That is a subterranean bar. Well, I mean, if we want to stay in the subterranean bar, we do have four games to get through, so let's move on to Chocobo GP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that that's any higher up. Well, okay, Chocobo GP at least looks fun. Ch all right. All right, so Chocobo GP is the new uh, kind of uh, successor to Chocobo's Racing. Uh, that was a 1999 PlayStation 1 game. Did either of you play that? No. No. Okay. Uh, this is developed by Arika, who I don't know if they were the original developers, because they are from 1991. I'm looking it up now. I don't think they were. Uh, they were not. Shogaba Racing was developed by Square In-House. Uh, so, anyway, this looked like a perfectly cute uh, Mario Kart, you know, rip-off, let's be honest. There's a million of these things. There's a very good Sonic series of Mario Kart ripoff games. Um, and last month, uh, some card mage were you on last month? Last month's podcast, I don't yeah. think so. Cat use, I think you were on. Uh, which episode was that? Uh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh no, you weren't. Sorry, neither no, one I of you were. No, 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 no. It was Techno and. Uh... All right, so last month. It was neither of you, it was Techno Obliterator and Drakey Sea were with me. Sorry, my brain's just completely wrong here. 
and uh, we were looking at screenshots of Chocobo GP, and we're legitimately concerned, like legitimately confused, as to whether or not that was a full price release or just some kind of free to play game. And it was not; it's a full price release. I think it's like fifty bucks, and it is a free to play game because it's yeah. got all the currency bullshit you can expect. Yeah, like they just lopped ten bucks off the standard price in each region, and the and decided to compensate for that by stuffing it full of microtransactions. Yes. Now, uh, neither one of you played it, right? No, I've okay. seen more than enough uh, images of it to know to stay clear of that. Okay. I, I've been I've been dying to tell this story on the podcast, so I. There is a free-to-play version of this game. It's called Chocobo GP Lite, which you can download on the Switch right now. This is locked off. So, as you imagine, it's a demo, so you can't do everything. What you get is the multiplayer race mode and the story mode. Everything else is locked. You can't go into the store. You can't change the settings of practically anything. You can't even race AI. There's no, like, free race option you get. That's not there. Now, there's a problem with this, because the multiplayer is locked behind Nintendo's you-have-to-pay-for-online system, which I did not do. So that means immediately I can't do most of what's in this demo. However, I do get what's in the campaign. And guess how long the free part of the campaign lasts. Guess this. I want you to give an hour count. Less than one hour. Yes. Give a fractional hour count. Guess how long the content is that they give away. No. I'll go with 15. 10 minutes. What? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. All right. So what you get is it opens up. uh, You are a super Moogle of some kind. Uh, Chocobo series fans will remember who this guy's name is. I I don't. Uh, He gets chased around by Gilgamesh. Who's this kind of like super deformed version of Gilgamesh, but it's definitely Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy V. Uh, then, uh, when he's about to attack, a godlike figure appears that might be Satan and offers his Moogle some kind of dark, sinister power to go and fight off this thing that's attacking him. Uh, at which point, you are now brought over to the main tutorial part. So the tutorial here is teaching you how you drive and how you uh, do a, uh, a, a drift. This is extremely annoying. I cannot state how annoying this is. Because when you're trying to drift, there'll be a pop-up that happens and immediately blocks everything that's happening. So you have to like hold oh, down you have to hold down these drift buttons and then the game is stopping constantly. And then if you don't do it, it completely restarts the tutorial. If you don't get this tutorial 100% perfect, you can't progress through the game. And it is legitimately extremely difficult. It is very, very difficult to get through this tutorial. At which point, once you get past that, which took me maybe 20 tries, this is the bulk of my experience with this game, you then get the first race, which is just you as the Moogle versus Gilgamesh. And it is a three-lap race around a simple... Two-turn oval, all right turns, and when you beat that, the demo is over. That is all you get. That's it. 
Uh, That's uh, awful. Awful, yes. Why even release a demo in that case? That's a great question. I mean, if I had bought the Nintendo Online stuff, of course, I could have gone and played. And um, I, I did watch a streamer go through it. He did, like, an entire tournament thing. And apparently the amount of gold and, like, premium currency you get when you win that sort of thing, you would have to go through ten tournaments in order for you to get either Cloud or Squall. Yeah, um, like the uh, the season pass is probably one of the most disgusting uh, ones I've seen because like uh, the uh, season pass uh, is you've like your regular season pass is oh we'll give you this very slow trickling of stuff unless you buy into the premium mode in which case you get more shit and then there's a second level of season pass on top of that season pass. That's like, if you buy this, we instantly give you enough experience to unlock Cloud and then give you triple for the re- triple experience from then, then on. I mean, it's Gran Turismo 7, costs, except it's Mario Kart. And that costs like three times as much as the base season pass. Yeah. How much does this cost, like, in real money to buy either one of those things? Uh, way too much. Um, I mean, technically, you can get that lower level for free right now because uh, they give you just enough uh, enough uh, paid currency for that. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, if uh, they give you uh, the paid currency for free, uh, that expires within five months. Oh, great. That's uh, just great. I, like, I had the... I listed down the prices i had in the store somewhere around here i almost don't want to go back to find it also because uh general has been surprisingly busy this month yeah um, well you know what uh, let's see. if our listeners are really interested in the game chocobo gp they can go to the website finalfantasy.wiki.com and i think they'll find all the information they can look for there that's our website name right no uh, <laughs> go on <laughs> Okay, fine. God. What a depressing thing. Like, video games are depressing now, at a certain point, when they just, like... They're not even trying to cover up the fact that they don't give a shit about 9 out of their 10 players. They look at this, they're like, alright, 9 people will be chased off by this currency shit, but one of them, they're gonna pay $100, and that's bank, baby. We don't need the other 9. Fuck it. We just got $150 for um, that. Oh, I found that the, uh, I found that the uh, Australian price is uh, like 14 bucks per 1,000 currency. And you need 3,000 for Squall, I believe. Something so, like that. Right. So, so in, so in US dollars, that's that's 10 dollars. So you need 30 bucks to pull Squall. Yeah. Like to, to, to be clear, just just how fucked this game's economy is. Uh, one of the screenshot, the only thing that I actually saw that you spend the uh, spend the mithril the, the the paid currency for two hundred to unlock a single song. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, look, okay, oh, but I, I posted this thing in the in the penguins chat. We'll yeah, I see overlay it. it on the, the video. This looks like shit. This advertisement looks like shit, okay? The on sale now purchase mithril. Like it it's like they're not even trying with to make the advertisements look good. Well that's the in game advertisement, I think. So that that's just what like yeah. all mobile games look like. You got these things. Yeah. I imagine there's a roulette somewhere in this game too. 
I mean, you have a, you have a happy chocobo when you have uh, the white mage girl, whose name I'm also blanking on because I can't remember names for shit anymore. Chroma, Troma, something. Never mind. It doesn't matter. They're 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 laughing and they're throwing around you know mithril, in their happy consumptive ways. They are both addicted to gambling. They are the big whales that this game wants. You know, they want Bismarcks. They don't want Shivas, okay? To use a metaphor for Final Fantasy fans. Yeah, and, like, they, the, uh, the, like, Squ Square's already, like, put out an, an announcement, like, apologizing for some of the worst parts and stuff and saying how they're going to improve things. But I don't see how they're going to turn it around at this point. Like, it's got a better chance of becoming a decent game than Babylon's Fall. Yes. But everything has a better chance of becoming a decent game than Babylon's Fall. Well, the sad thing is this is not the nadir of Square Enix microtransactions, because that's Final Fantasy All the Bravest. One of our first podcast episodes, before we were, were the official Final Fantasy Wiki podcast. I don't remember that, but, um, hey, you know, as established, my memory is just dog shit at this point. It's just all gone. Um, I, I was going to say there is a silver lining, which is that uh, Vivi and Steiner are in this game for free. And Terra. But only naked Terra, not human Terra. So, you know, if you want human Terra with clothing, that might possibly be DLC. But naked Terra, she comes in this. Uh, wow, well, usually you've got to pay more to take clothes off. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a kid's game. Yeah, we live in a progressive time. Anyways. It's a family game. So, um, we should probably move on to our third game, right? Unless we have other thoughts. I think we're moving on to our uh, third no, game. Let's, uh, let's, on. let's move on to a true family game. And that's Triangle Strategy. <laughs> to finally prove that Square Enix can make good games and actually games we like. Which is surprising. Uh, this is their long, long-awaited follow-up, effectively, to Final Fantasy Tactics. Though not the only one, because there was also that Brave XVS War of the Visions thing, right? That came out last year, or the year yeah, before? Yeah, and also, like, at that, uh, last, uh, that last PlayStation thing that wasn't just the fucking Hogwarts game. They also announced the... Uh, another strategy game was it Dio Field or something oh yeah yeah we uh, did that live stream in the middle of the month uh, Square Next had a whole bunch of games and uh, Dio Field strategy is their kind of halfway turn based halfway live kind of game it um, kind of seems like what they're doing with the new Mario Rabbids game there's, there's a few like very very yeah, respected that... strategy games that are doing that same thing their names are blanking on me right now because yeah. everything's blanking but you know, hey. Yeah, and not much to say about that one, although it did look interesting, at least so it's past the first bar. <laughs> I am excited for it. I, I want Deal Field Strategy. I mean, Deal Field Chronicles? Deal Field something. Yeah, I think it's Chronicles or something. All these games have the same name. Yeah, I want that in my life because Triangle Strategy is legitimately great. Now, uh, you two, neither of you have beaten it, right? No. Yeah, I haven't gotten very far into it. I think I just got to the end of like that first split branch where you choose which country you want to do a diplomatic visit to. Oh wow, you are very yeah. early in the game. Can't use how far are you? 
I've been playing other things. Like I said, you know, Kirby came out this month. It... Or Cat Use, have you not played I, I, at all? Um, I'm sorry. Somewhat past the second split branch. Okay. And stuck on a certain battle that I've been stuck on for a while because I stubbornly refused to lower the difficulty. Uh, you don't necessarily need to. Uh, what You are at the part where you... Are you at the demo from last year where you have to decide either you're going to sell Roland off or not? I'm, I'm a bit past that point, yeah. Okay, alright. So you would be at the part where a asshole duke decides to either come to your side or not on your side? Yeah. Okay. I, I actually didn't find that fight very difficult. I had a good strategy to help you with the Roland fight, but... If you're past that, I'm not really sure what the problem is. I, anyway, so this is uh, the new turn-based strategy game. It's an SRPG. It is not Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's not called Triangle Tactics. Though, if I were as active on the wiki as I used to be, I think I would fight very hard for us to keep it on the wiki as full. Now, I don't think either one of you would agree with that, right? I would be... Nah, neutral. I mean, it's... It's... It's too far off base like we we i mean i know you don't agree with this decision but we did remove bravely and that's like bravely and kingdom hearts are the closest things to ones that i'd say do have a position on the site and we decided neither of them do so i don't really see how any of the hd 2d games uh, can can fit on on the site with uh, that logic well my logic is if i like it a really ton i think it should be on the wiki and if I don't like it, I really don't think it should be. So I would say delete all the bravest and uh, put triangle strategy on there. This is this is completely intellectually consistent. So um, I guess we should do an overview as to what this thing is or like what your opinion... Because uh, you two really aren't all that deep. Um, Some code mage, you really haven't even gotten to the part where it's like done doing tutorials in effect. Because uh, the opening... Yeah, I... Yeah. Now go on. Yeah, the, the opening, I'd say, maybe five missions are all fairly low intensity. Uh, once you get to a point where you have to either sell Roland or not sell Roland, that's when the game starts really getting, like, mean to you. Uh, though the opening, the third mission, if you decide to go to Afrost, you have a mission that kind of reminded me of Dorder Trade City from Final Fantasy Tactics. Because you have the low ground and it's very early in the game for you to have the low ground. And that kind of sucks. But, uh... Right, yeah, I'm definitely not far enough that the difficulty has started to go up. Although, uh, one thing I do really like is uh, the story conceit that with these branching paths, it's not just you choose a branch. You have to convince your allies that this is the correct way to go. So you have to actually figure things out, things out talk to them, try to figure out what arguments you can use to... Uh, uh, to win them over and from what I've seen of some people's uh, coverage uh, you know, even if you get things right that still might not work because uh, the because uh, uh, you know, the uh, convictions uh, stuff also plays a part in, in how easy it is to convince people of uh, some things yes uh, so there that is, is uh... no, 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 keep going I, 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 ha I can explain the structure of the game if you want spoilers it's kind of a spoiler. Uh, yeah, you can. Okay. But, like, that, that is a very neat conceit. And, like, I know there's, like, a new game plus that will just so, just tell you all those things outright. Just so, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, Triangle Strategy, there's two things I need to get into. Uh, one is that this is a game that very much intends for you to play it twice. The first playthrough, it expects for you to kind of just go with the wind a certain way, because the first two major decisions, you can convince your characters to go one way or the other. By the third one, you need very, very high uh, stats in something called utility. And if you don't have that, you cannot do that decision, which locks you off from the golden ending. And the game kind of expects for you to go down one of the ending paths, which none of the three main endings that you'll run into are 100% happy. Though I guess you could make an argument as to why they're good or bad. Then on your second playthrough, when you can finally see the hidden stats that are determining the morality of the universe... You know, it's a JRPG, so there's always secret numbers and calculations going on with every single conversation you have. At that point, the game reveals that stuff. Then you can then go and steer everything so you can go and find the most neutral path between the three philosophies. Which are uh, morality, conviction, and freedom. Which, no, 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 not, no, sorry. It's, it's convictions. Totally it's morality, utility, and freedom. Which is a system I don't 100% love, because of those three things, only one of them is actually well-defined, which is utility. Which is this concept that the ends justify the means. Whatever does the best for most people is good, so you can sacrifice your buddy to not get invaded. Or you can sell people into fucking slavery later into the game for the good of your entire country. Which is really dark. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets dark. It gets real dark. Um, then morality and freedom are, like, morality, what, what does that mean? Like, morality, there's so many different kinds of moralities. Like, utility can be a kind of morality. Uh, justice can be a kind of morality. It, it's, it's, it doesn't really mean much of anything. And freedom, you know, because we've grown up in Western, you know, liberal democracies, I imagine all of us, freedom just sounds like morality to us. So I, I don't really know what that means either. Which kind of makes for something of a weakness when it comes to a game that wants to be more complicated than the simple good-bad or even lawful chaos alignments. When two out of the three branches just aren't all that well, you know, thought out. Though I do love this game, because it's it, it plays like Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre, and that's just my shit through and through. Just fully, completely down. Yeah. Yeah, granted, the the more uh, the more complicated you make a morality system, the harder it is to pull it off. So, can't be yeah. too uh, can't be too upset that something you know, we tried to add a third axis and it's not quite working out. But I mean, at least you know, in the vein of uh, Matsuno's works, it doesn't seem like it's afraid to go dark. Which oh no, uh, definitely a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Tactics Ogre, the main split is whether you're going to do a war crime or not. And if you do the war crime, that's yeah. the lawful path. And that's why cops are bad, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so, um, Cat Use, yeah. you've gotten pretty far. I mean, uh, what do you think of combat, if you have any opinions on that? I think that the combat system is solid. It's like they took... so so. Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorite games, but it has so many annoying ass issues with it mm -hmm. where, you know, sometimes you, you have like this great plan. And it just doesn't work because of bad RNG or like um, <clears throat> like permadeath can be frustrating because it means you frequently have to reset. 
um, and then you just lose all your progress. And if you want to get EXP, you just have to grind random encounters, basically. Triangle strategy cuts all of that bullshit out. The combat system feels a lot fairer than previous tactic games, which does not mean that it's easy. It's just fair, and I, I appreciate that. I, I think to define that better, there is no permadeath. So it kind of works like... Um... I'm going to reach deep and say Jean d'Arc for the PlayStation Portable, but I don't think anyone here has played that. Um, I don't think Disgaea has permadeath, right? Yeah, huh? Disgaea, you just have to pay money after the fight to get everyone back up. Yeah, you don't even need to do that. Um, you can have one character left standing, and if none of the enemies left standing, you're good. So there's no permadeath, and the other really cool thing this game does, which I think is even better than no permadeath, is that... If you lose an encounter, but it went straight down to the wire and they're like, you just, you, know, you had an unlucky break for whatever reason, or you made a bad move late, all the experience you've gotten during the course of that fight will continue. So you don't necessarily ever need to grind out fights. Like, there are skirmish maps you can do inside your encampment. But if you are stuck on a level, you can just keep replaying that level over and over again. And eventually your characters will level up because the game is kind of tuned in a certain way that if you're five levels below the enemy, you're going to jump right back up to their level within two fights easily. Yeah, I... While not uh, being far in with the gameplay, one thing I really do like is that the game is actively rewarding... Uh, doing actual smart plays so you know it's a it does actually have a currency that goes up when you do things like successfully pull off a back attack or gain the high advantage or if you got a character that can attack multiple squares at once you get rewarded if you actually do that and that like it's actually not it is actually subtly teaching you how to effectively play these characters by by just giving you a little bit of a bonus when you do so. Yeah, you do get, uh, if you surround an enemy, if you're on two tiles next to him, if the guy on the back attacks, the guy in the front will also attack. So you can really punish the crap yeah. out of a boss if they decide to go rush in at you. Uh, one of the late game bosses decided that he was going to go and attack all my mages up on top of a hill, and that ended very poorly for him. Turns out my mages are not as squishy as he thought. Uh, we set him on fire, as a matter of fact. And he was stuck there, you know, on fire. Uh, it just feels good to... Yeah. I, I, this, is, this is a dark game, so it just feels good to march into the enemy's territory, set fire to all of his wheat fields, and cause all of his peasants to starve to death. And that's exactly what you can do in Triangle Strategy. You can do that if you, yeah, that if you sell <laughs> Roland. <laughs> Which I did not do, but I, I... You know what, Roland... Alright, I have to say one thing. Roland might be the worst unit in this game. I, I don't know if either one of you are far enough in this game to have opinions about units, but he is effectively a cavalier from Fire Emblem, except he's incredibly squishy. Which means he, like, just naturally as the type of character he is, he's going to rush in on the front lines, and he will never last through the fight. And I, as yeah, the, and then he just fucking dies. Yes, he dies all the time. Yeah, and he's the prince of this kingdom. Uh, yeah, he's definitely felt a little squishy, which sometimes uh, falls counter to the fact that, well, the spear is supposed to be attacking multiple enemies at once, so we're supposed to get right in there. 
I find it's best uh, to kind of keep him back, and uh, he can rush in and finish enemies off. But you got to keep him supported. He just like naturally, he seems like the kind of character that'll just rush off like a like a horse in chess. But he can't do it. He's just not that. He, he, you know what? It fits his character because he's kind of a shitty prince anyway. Where he's supposed to be the heir to this kingdom. Because uh, spoilers, though this was in the demo last year, the older prince gets killed and the king gets killed. So in theory, he's the one that's supposed to inherit this place. But he kind of sucks at this. And you can kind of see it in his character. Uh, do, do either of you have a favorite unit yet? Not yet. I yeah, think you two either are. Anna or... Um... Because, you know, in, in Final Fantasy Tactics, the, the dreaded enemy was always the archer on top. With yep. Huet, you are the archer on top. And then Anna is just like a stealth mission character, which is not something I expected to see in a tactical RPG, but we got it. Hewitt is so good because she is an archer that rides a giant eagle, which means that she could fly up on top of the rooftops in certain missions and snipe the enemies. And if you play smartly, you can kill all the enemy archers, which means you've already won. I had one mission where you're supposed to fight Avalora, who's effectively the Beatrix of this game. Or, yeah, yeah, Beatrix. She's exactly General Beatrix from Final Fantasy IX. Uh, she is very, very high level. She's like level 16. So when she comes marching up, my entire army just collapses in front of her. Nobody can stand with her. I have heavy units, I have light units, it doesn't matter, she just slices them down. Makes no difference because she has no ranged move, which means that Hewitt could just snipe her from the rooftop. And that was it. It took like 40 minutes, but that was it, done. Problem solved, best unit in the game. Other Though Anna actually gets ridiculously good in later games. In the late game. Well, that That is a slight issue that I have with this game, is that sometimes combat takes very long, and sometimes I just want to like... Like say, okay, I give up, I surrender, I want to, I want to try again. Yeah, you, like, can't, you can't do really that. Do that. No, and the like, enemy you AI could, you could is... reset the switch, but yeah, you, but you're incentivized not to. Yeah, yeah. And the enemy AI does not go for the kill. It just sort of. We're sits both there. playing on a uh, normal, right? I'm playing on hard. You're playing on hard, and the enemy AI still doesn't go for the kill. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's weird. The I, enemy AI seems kind of broken sometimes. They do like, seem I, very I, I broken. I had this one battle where I was losing horribly, and they and the enemy just sort of sat there, and just didn't really do anything. It's like they forgot they were supposed to attack. It was very weird. I, I find that the enemy AI gets like I don't know if you've met any of these characters yet, but there are optional characters who can lay traps down. So like the tile, they'll be like a bear trap, and if they stand on that their attack immediately gets shut down and they're stuck there for a moment, which means they basically lose a turn and lose 50 HP. It's very cool. But if you drop those things down, the enemy really can never figure out the pathfinding around it, and that just seems to like completely shut down their ability to think for a while. So it's not perfect. Um, though also your point about the battles being too long is also a major issue because this is a Switch game. Which means I'll be playing this on my lunch break, and I've been late to return to the office like six times because of this thing. Uh, yeah, that's probably why I haven't played it much. The only time I seriously got into it was uh, 
was uh, one day where I wasn't working from home and I just played it on the train trip there and back. Yeah. But uh, I I guess... the I, You know, I wish I could say a Final Fantasy game I loved fully with my all my heart because I think in all the podcasts we've done, I've never managed to actually do that. But hey, it's a Square Next game and I, I, I give it a 10 out of 10. Frankly. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm very happy with this game so far. Yeah, it it is so yeah, much same. my shit. Like it, I feel it's kind of unfair for me to actually rate it because I would love anything like this. So you can take my my opinion with a grain of salt. I'm I'm like a dude that's horny seeing every single woman that's saying that that's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen because he'll say that about every woman and that's what I'll say about every strategy game. I I just need this. It's in my blood just desperately. So I, I guess neither of you have any further opinions, right? Nah, I'm I'm done. You're done. Okay. I, let me just I, I bitched about this on the Discord, but you have to play this with Japanese voices because the English voice acting—that's all. Okay. That's yes, 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 yes. That's very you. important. Yeah, the English oh, dub yeah. is not good. The only it is very iffy. Yeah. The only good uh, English voice actor is Dragon's voice actor because he gets really into the like drunken hammy guy uh-huh. and that's that's the only redeeming factor of the english dub i think uh your strategy your strategist guy he's got pretty good voice acting he's got a oh, he, I, oh he's got yeah. a pretty cool timbre to it he's, he's okay he's okay I, I have personal problems with him later in the game though i also have personal problems with roland too and uh, it, to get into why we'd have to go into deep deep spoilers and Sadly, because this is a Final Fantasy Wiki podcast, we can never mention Triangle Strategy ever again. We have to move on to the next thing. Which is, of course... We could mention it next month if nothing interesting happens. I don't know what we're doing. Actually, I don't know what we're doing next month. We'll have to figure that out. But uh, we are... We're 45 minutes in, and uh, we need to finally get to our main topic. And, oh boy. Are either of you ready for this? I'm here to kill chaos. <laughs> yeah, it, it's time to set on the playlist with uh, two songs, My Way by Limp Bizkit and My Way by Frank Sinatra. I only want one song, and that's I got two tickets to Strangers in Paradise. And, on well, there's three of us, so I need three tickets to Paradise. Anyway, Stranger of Paradise. Chaos. The, the meme game that has blown up. <laughs> To ridiculous degree, like, what, what the hell? I don't know what's going on in my house. My life is my life is chaos right now. Chaos is in my home, which is fitting because uh, chaos in this game is a very poorly defined thing. Sometimes it's a guy. Sometimes it's just sort of a state of being. Sometimes it's something else. But whatever it is, we have to kill chaos. <sighs> So, uh, who, want, do, who wants to introduce this game? I, I've been talking too much. I need to give my voice a, 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 a breather. So, so, Stranger of Paradise, it's basically a game about dudes and two ladies just, just being dudes. You know, they, they go around, beat up some things, turn them into crystals, uh, throw, throw those crystals against walls and shit to blow them up. Uh, every so every so often, you find you find a bigger monster. You beat them up, 
uh, turn them into crystals, throw them against walls and shit. And, and uh, eventually there's a story, but for the most part you're just beating things up. That, I think, is the whole vibe of the game. It's just your, your three gym rats... You're mainly Jack, but you meet, run into two other gym rat dudes. And then you go to Cornelia from Final Fantasy 1, and you're given vibrating eggs. <laughs> you're given vibrating eggs. And then he, he has an extremely large king, yes. He has very large vibrating black eggs. And then you run into two other dudes who's got these they eggs. Yeah. They vibrate in the presence of Jack's girlfriend. Who's Princess Sarah, right? There's yeah. that, Princess Sarah is very horny for Jack. She is not hiding this fact at any point. But anyway, so with, he runs into two other dudes. He's like, you have vibrating eggs too. We're best friends forever. So then they bro fist. And then... Yeah, and, then there's a time, and then there's a time skip. And like, it just shows on screen. Uh, and the king of Cornelia sent, sent them to kill these fearsome monsters, and they did it. Yes. Cut to the boat, they're coming back to Cornelia on it. <laughs> the opening of this game is so the, the strange. Pacing, uh, <laughs> yeah. The pacing in this game uh, makes no sense whatsoever, okay? There's something very weird about... The thing, yes, yeah, no, yeah, people, you go first. People keep, people keep arguing over whether the, you know, this humour is... Uh, humor is ironic or not or like if they're legitimate i i think it's a little both not ironic like they're never trying to be ironic but there's some parts where it is clearly deliberately supposed to be funny and other parts where they've just done something kind of stupid and it's funnier than it's probably supposed to be because um uh at the main thing I'm thinking of is a really spoilery scene, so I'm not sure if I want to talk about it right at the beginning of us talking about this game, but you there's know, this one, one scene that, that uh, is a, supposed to be a very dramatic fist bump, and it's just a, probably the funniest scene in the game. All right, well, here's the thing. There's a very early trailer in this game that revealed the fact that Jack's last name is Jack Garland. This is like the second trailer of the game. So they are not yeah. being coy about the fact that basically everyone could call what the twist is. Yeah, everyone figured it out after the first trailer, so they just changed gears to being completely open about it. Well, what I was going to say um, is the presentation of this game is so weird. Because uh, back to the King of Cornelia, when you're in that room... The King of Cornelia looks like an Oblivion NPC, like Elder Scrolls Oblivion. He seriously looks that I like. I did say he was extremely large. He's he has very large clothing. Yeah, he is a fucking wide lad. He's he's got very large clothing. He's wearing like seven layers. But the, the, the fact that his face looks like such a generic NPC thing, and what's even weirder is you could walk around the throne room and you can have conversations with people. One of which you could talk to the Queen of Cornelia and she's like, Jack, I really wish you would smile more in front of my daughters. You know, and then Jack's reaction is just and he never smiles at any point. Jack, you'd be prettier if you smiled more. And but what I need to, what I mean to say is like the queen behind her, you could see these jagged fucking pixely shadows out there. And there's like a sun coming through the windows. And it just makes this effect. It looks like the whole room is being microwaved. 
There's like all this like warmth effect that's trying to blur things, but it just looks so intense. Like it's just overdone to a ridiculous degree. Then when you leave the throne room, before you go to do the first quest of Final Fantasy One, which is go to the Shrine of Chaos, you can go to Cornelia and talk to NPCs. Now you'd think, oh, there's going to be a Cornelia environment that you can walk around. You can even see one they've clearly modeled that's built around this water fountain. And there's all these buildings and there's all these NPCs standing there. And it's like, oh, you can just walk around. No, you can't. It's a menu. You talk to all the NPCs through a menu. And they just pop up in the same space. And you're just like, oh, here's a lady <laughs> telling you that Garland wasn't all that bad back in the day. And then you talk to this one, uh, this one officer, this guard there. He's like, then he talked to the recruit, the young guard, who's got the same model as the other guy, and he's standing in the same space. <laughs> it's just the exact yeah, yeah. identical it, human there. This, this, yeah, this game never looks or runs well. I played on PS5, which I'm pretty sure was the target platform, because you know that's the only platform the first demo was on. And also, this game runs like shit on PS4 and Xbox One, and by extension, Xbox Gen 4, because because that's how Xbox fucking works this generation. And uh, the uh, Epic, the PC version also apparently runs like shit. So really, it's just PS5, you play this on or nothing. Um, and yeah, it never really looks good. Uh, no. It runs stably enough to be for the gameplay to be enjoyable, but it's clear that it it's clear that it's been poorly optimized. Why yeah, there's severe slowdown people... in the cutscenes. I'm sorry, Cat Use. I just wanted to ask, why did the Square Enix people not see the famous Yoshi P like PowerPoint where he talks about how if you have too many polygons in your flower pot, the whole server crashes. <laughs> <laughs> there've been people have been sharing Why things on the Discord. Why do we have to play this stupid game again ten years later? They've been sharing things on the Discord that apparently the models are like some of the worst optimized that anyone's ever seen. So like, just the King of Cornelius standing there means the game will immediately slow down to like a ridiculous degree, which might be why I'm seeing these weird graphical effects in the throne room. But even then, like regular cutscenes will just like slow down to all hell. And the opening FMV. This is another weird thing. It looks so muddy. Like, it looks like there's a very good-looking video that they've rendered and everything. But there's some kind of filter over it that, like, it's, like, too bright or something. Or there's... It, it's like a 30-millimeter projection on an old theater where you can go see the cigar burns and stuff. It's weird. It is very weird. Yeah. I and mean, I think... I think the big CG, uh, this the uh, this is where we spent all of our visual works budget on the uh, cutscene, where where you do have Garland going through just massacring all the troops in Cornelia Castle. I think that that scene is really good, and clearly they did as well because they play that scene again during the ending. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh um, the, I, so that that doesn't that was the other thing that was really confusing is because NPCs are saying they have no idea who Garland is and everyone's acting like Princess Sarah's crazy, but just a minute ago I saw a cutscene of Garland marching through the castle, so I'm guessing there is an explanation for that, but it's a giant spoiler. It, I I mean I I mean I don't think we care that much about spoilers and we've been talking about this much anyway. 
it's basically memory shenanigans. The uh, the dark crystals, the the, the vibrating orbs, uh, vibrating they, eggs. They give some. They give some measure of immunity to uh, to the amnesia that uh, that Lufenia keeps uh, keeps experiencing everyone. Uh, uh, everyone to in order to hide the fact that they're secretly controlling the world by flooding it with darkness and then sending their own soldiers down to pretend to be Cornelians to bake clean it up and shit and the dark crystals sort of prevent memory loss when they reset that but in the last cycle Jack gave his to Sarah okay so, so she's got so Jack, she's got a Jack, vibrating egg too somewhere hidden away yeah, so so Sarah's kept some of her memories while Jack's pretty much lost all of his. Okay, so she's got and a vibrating egg somewhere, the... and when Jack shows yeah, up, the eggs yeah. vibrate. So finish my thought here, if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. uh, perhaps to adult races for the wiki. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> There's a ton of gore in this game, but it's all, like, crystallized. Though there is real blood that shows up between all the crystallization. Oh yeah, the uh, that that one CG cutscene that is incredibly bloody. I mean, I mean, dude, fucking throws a guy into the ceiling and just starts bathing in his blood. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the uh, game itself. I mean, it's kind of bloody. Jack gets blood all over him when he attacks enemies, but. The actual death animations and stuff are relatively tame compared to the rest of the game because he turns it into crystal and smashes them. Sometimes he doesn't even smash them. Like, have you seen the Tomberry kill animation? No. He just, like, kneels down, pats the Tomberry on the head, and the Tomberry vibrates and explodes. What? <laughs> Wait, what? He just pats the Tomberry and it just fucking blows up. Wow, that's... <laughs> I, all right, when I was playing, I saw the Tomberry... And uh, I was too afraid to fight it, so I did not. Oh, oh the Tomberries fucking suck to fight. Okay. Uh, Cat use apparently have you have to leave the, soon, uh, so. Cat um, use. Uh, do you have like real quick thoughts on the combat, and then you could head out and do whatever you need to do? I have not played Stranger of Paradise. I've just watched the like a let's play of it, so uh -huh. I don't have uh, thoughts on the combat uh, other than it. It, it seems fine. It looks like it's fine. Okay. Do you have any? Do you have this any pressing moral? This is a game that you. You go. Sorry. This is a game that you play with, like sitting with a few beers on the couch. Hello. Did I get disconnected? Uh, Techno has asked if we've called the game his. Uh... His favorite name for it, Shadow the Hedgehog FF Origins, yet, and I uh, can just say we have now. Okay, um, okay moving on. You can't use whatever you last said, it didn't come through on my end. Okay, what I was just going to say is that this is that my last thoughts on this game, because just having watched like a Let's Play of it, is that this is a game that you, you sit down on the couch with your buddies drinking a few beers playing this game. You do not play this game to take it seriously. No, it is it is Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, the video game, or Dirge of Cerberus, frankly. Though, uh, I guess much less child 
breeding stuff. Oh my god, I, let's not get into that. We did that last month, and it was a fucking disaster. So we're not we're not even we're not even touching yeah, that. Yeah, let, that's that's not. Yeah, let's not. Anyway, uh, so some color mage, you've beaten this game, right? Yeah. So yeah, the gameplay is decent. I mean, it's pretty simple, although the customization is very, uh, uh, very expressive because like you get a lot of special abilities and you can equip them to various parts of your combo chain and and stuff like that um one big problem with all that customization though is that the loot system is fucking overwhelming yes like, oh my god hundreds hundreds of pieces of equipment for one stage and there is an option to actually improve this like in the basic settings you can set it so that you know, you only automatically pick up items that reach a certain rarity. Oh, really? I did not and see that. Is this buried in basic settings? Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and, and like, eventually you only really need five-star stuff anyway because uh, uh, once you get to post-game, you start getting artifact rarity, which is just... It's five stars, but you get job affinity for multiple jobs at once while equipping oh these. Is there a season they, pass they for this fucking thing? It. Yeah, there is. There's like three. Are you there's like me? three more missions coming. Oh my and god! And I no, expect no, that there'll be no. more story with the last one because it's like called a different future or something, um, something like that. But right. the gameplay itself is fine. Uh, the, there are various things outside of the gameplay dragging it down. The story does stay. Uh, they uh, consistently insane uh but it, it is very backloaded that is one weird thing about it there's almost no story until you've uh, defeated all four fiends and lit all four crystals like most of the story happens in like these last four four stages <laughs> um, i should probably mention i've only played um the first dungeon and half of the second one so I, I, I beat Garland, I set the game down to normal, because if you recall last year, I could not beat him on regular difficulty. Oh, I, I set the game down to yeah. story difficulty, uh, which um, I would honestly... Me, is that what you played, some color manager? Are you on normal or are you on story? I, I, played through, I played through the game on story, but I have managed to beat a couple of stages at uh, Chaos 130, so... Okay. I'm not that bad at the game, so... I am um, terrible at this game, but I, I will say I don't I recommend just, you play it on normal because it just makes... I mean on story, because it just makes things a little so easy that it becomes completely mindless, and the dungeons just feel like a waste of your time before you get to the next ridiculous cutscene, which is why I made it to the Pirate's Cave, and I was maybe three quarters of the way through and i was just so bored killing these same um, fucking shit, spiders hold on. I, I, oh. i've got a call i need to stop for a second okay sure bum 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 this is the interruption music in between the cut interruption music in between the cut cut uh so where were we uh, right, I think I was about to mention, like, the difficulty thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, so first of all, the story seems to have been way overtuned to be way too easy at this point. Because, like, you can do things like use the soul shield on unblock unblockable attacks, 
And while it's kind of funny to watch that happen, it just makes things way too easy now. Yes. The other thing is the uh, post-game difficulty chaos. And what that does is, like, it's like the, the hard difficulty, but you can start pouring the uh, experience gain items you get into that to raise the level of the missions. So, like, the easiest mission starts at 130, and, like, the story goes all the way up to 200-something, and you can just pump that all the way up to level 300. Goes up to level um, 300? And I have... Yeah, level 300. Damn. Uh, um... Yeah, and uh, and like all the drops and stuff increase up to that. So uh, so eventually you're not like limited by the level curve of the dungeon by what build you want to make. So um, and that's nice at least. Although I am still kind of bad at this game. I've only gotten up to about level 135 missions on that difficulty. It's very intense. Mm -hmm. Tom berries suck even more. <laughs> um, What's your, I haven't um, even gotten to one of the fucking master Tom Berries on Chaos God Master Tom. What's your favorite <laughs> jobs? Because this game has a very robust job system, and I only briefly touched my uh, toes into them. So, uh, the, one of the master jobs uh, you get in the game, uh, Void Knight, and their thing is runic, except yeah, unlike Celis's runic, where uh, you just absorb the attack, get the MP back, runic can absorb pretty much anything. And instead of uh, restoring MP, like, you can just do that by ending the attack. But you can also press the attack button while shielding, and it'll do this gigantic fuck-off sword beam counter that increases power the more hits you, more hits you absorbed with it. Wow. And, uh, like, there's, um, and, uh, there's this one, uh, bit, uh, that's, uh, in one of the Discord channels, I think it's in Hell Channel, where... Uh, I was basically just freaking out because uh, I used Void Knight on uh, Tiamat and uh, absorbed her most every hit of her most powerful attack and the counter took off her entire health bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tiamat is the intro <laughs> fight, isn't she? Like, I yeah, Tiamat's the first fiend in this because, um, like, they, like, the Jack and company go to Astos uh, interrupt his monologue about what dark elves are, tell him to point to the crystals. He points to the wind crystal, which is just, which is just very close by. And uh, then they, and then after they reawaken the wind crystal, they just turn the uh, the floating castle into an airship that they fly straight to the other three crystals for. Okay, so the floating fortress is not where the Lufane used to live, which is what I thought was the deal in Final Fantasy One. I. I guess they retcon that. The, the Lufane in this one are just kind of living in, an, in another dimension now. So like, there's... you don't even get to go to Lufania at the end. Like, uh, when when you when you go back to them, they basically cut you off because uh, Jack has become chaos at that point and they don't want well, him well, coming Of course. In. Does he uh, become uh, Keith David? Yeah. No, he does not become Keith David. You, you do fight, you do fight you know, the traditional chaos, but it doesn't have any... Well, it does have some voice lines, but it's not Keith David. Very, very disappointing. They did get Christopher Sabat back to play fake Garland. I was happy to see that. Yeah, so, so like, he's only... And, like, because the character under that armor is a woman, Sabat's only voicing that one scene. <laughs> yeah. 
He should have voiced Neon the entire game. Like it should have been, Neon's like this little girl, but it should have been Christopher Sabat the entire time. <laughs> you could do it like his Vegeta yeah. voice or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, you have you ever played the Neo uh, games? By the way. Uh, no, I haven't. I am interested in them now because, because from what I've heard, this is basically just Neo Two with a bit of Final Fantasy bells and whistles. So. Yeah, I am interested in that game now. And I... also, apparently, it runs better, so... Yeah, I've not played those, and I will say I was a bit intimidated by this game, just... Because last year I had so much trouble with Garland that I couldn't beat him, and uh, there's two blocks. There's light attack, there's heavy attack, there's all these jobs, there's all this loot. It just... I, I wish I wish this game was for me, but ultimately I don't think it is because for one there there aren't tiles. Like what what kind of I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why it's not turn based. Why are there tiles? Why can't I send a neon up to a up to a rooftop to snipe people with an arrow? This is, I, I don't understand well, these new fangled video games with this real time combat. It's just ridiculous. I don't know who this is for. Um, no, but like all seriousness, I. I wish it was more like Kingdom Hearts, frankly. That's I think that might be the only kind of action RPG yeah. I like is Kingdom Hearts. This yeah, just, that that's fair. Yeah, I, it's not fair. No one likes Kingdom Hearts. No one respects that combat except for me. I am I am the weird sicko of the action RPG world. In, in this house, we respect every Kingdom Hearts combat and not I just toots. I mean, uh, oh, by the way, twentieth uh, anniversary of Kingdom Hearts—the very second we're recording, technically. Yeah, there's. I think there's supposed to be some presentation on that sometime in April. Uh, April. So 10th. I guess we'll have news for next month, no matter what. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know how much we're actually expecting to see. I think they're just doing merch like that Tamagotchi thing. Have we? We're not done with Stranger of Paradise, are we? We shouldn't move on to news just yet. I mean, um... no, no, we're not. Uh, we, I mean, there's not much more I want to talk about. Just the story, really, because I did mention the dramatic fist bump scene, and I do want to go over that because oh, yes, the, yes, yes. the ending, things happen so fucking fast, and it's simultaneously interesting and really silly. Because uh -huh. like after the after lighting the four crystals, uh, basically, um. The uh, the plant the elements start going into overdrive. Jack just brushes everyone off, complaining about that because well, that's how the world's supposed to be tough shit. Uh -huh. uh, but he's also found finding himself grappling with a lack of purpose because he no longer wants to kill chaos. <laughs> this is entire and... character, his entire personality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dudes yeah. just dudes yeah. will try and, to like, kill it's... chaos and call it a personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, he gets the idea that he has to start uh, chasing down Astos because he's sort of seen his bats hanging around and maybe Astos knows what's going on. Uh -huh. And, like, he follows Astos for a couple of stages. Um, it turns out that Astos was created by the Lufenians. Oh, and, of course. Uh, also, and also in a previous... Pre and also in a previous cycle... Uh, it's pretty clear that Astos fell in love with Jack because now he's extremely upset that Jack has completely forgotten about him. Oh no! And so they like, were they were in love, and they promised each other that no matter what happens, we'll remember each other. 
And then when the next cycle happened, Jack forgot. So it's the end of Spider-Man yeah, No Jack, Way Home. And Jack's, yeah, yeah, Jack's forgotten because he's given his vibrator crystal to Sarah in the last cycle, oh, so he's forgotten no. everything. And oh, like, that bitch! At this point, uh, at this point, Astos has gone really pissed. He attacks Jack. Well, they fight each other. Partway through, Astos turns into the Ultima Weapon. <laughs> Great. I love it. <laughs> Final Fantasy is awesome again. Uh, like, finally, they, finally they, they kill Astos. And, like, as Astos is dying, he's revealing that this is all part of the plan that, that they had all set up last cycle by killing Astos because he's part of the part of the Lufenian scheme to control the Cycle of Darkness so they can uh, control the whole planet. And with him dead, everything's going to go berserk and there's going to be monsters absolutely everywhere. So Jack's now going to kill as much as fucking possible. Okay. And he dies. They go to Cornelia. And this is the first really, fu really, really funny bit that I'm not sure was supposed to be intentionally funny. They go up to the, uh, to <coughs> the, uh, to the castle. Uh, like, mo like... Uh, most of the uh, adults of the of the kingdom are dead. Like the Chancellor, King, and Queen are all dead. They've been attacked by monsters. Uh, Sarah is uh, is in the castle. She's she's freaking out, and like uh, and like Jack's trying to tell her to, to get out of the city. You'll be safer outside of there. She she's freaking out. Jack punches her in the gut, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she falls. Uh, Unconscious instructs the rest of the team to uh, to uh, to get her out of the uh, out of the out of the town while he takes care of the things himself. Does he and, say, like, "Get her the fuck out of here"? Get this fucking bitch no, he out of here! Fucking this scene. The, no. it, it, the, the scene where he says "fuck." I've it's seen at, it. Uh, it's at the start of the lich fight. Yeah. I've seen it. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, that is still a brilliant bitch. Yeah. Okay, so Lich I mean, is like I, I have to I have to do it for the viewers, that. for the listeners. I have to recreate yeah. this. So Lich is yeah. like, "You cannot defeat me. I am the force of blah blah blah." And then because I am, and then Jack's like, "I don't give a fuck who you are." Boom! And punches him in the face. <laughs> it is a brilliant scene. It's a brilliant but, yeah, scene. So everything's going to hell. Uh, Hell, uh, citizens uh, of Cornelia are now turning into monsters and such. Um, and like he go, he goes out, uh, realizes that uh, the princess isn't out there. Goes back in. Uh, gee, more more monsters. Uh, she's clearly dying. Uh, oh, shit. Princess got got. And and then the other party members revealed that this was also part of the plan all along. Because they're going to turn Jack into chaos, and the last thing he needs to do is kill them. Oh. So they all attack him. Okay. He kill. He kills them, and uh, and here's here comes the sad fist bump because now Jack is completely losing it. Like all the darkness from all the dead people are flowing into him. He's having flashbacks of the uh, of the um, of all the people that have just died in front of him. And here's the sad, sad fist bump, because one of the flashbacks he has is of one of the fist bumps he has with the entire party, and he just shakingly puts his fist out in front of the corpses of all his dead party members. Oh, no. 
Who's gonna? It's it's from Kingdom Hearts. Who am I going to eat ice cream with? Except now it's like, who am I going to fist bump with now? Yeah, and so like he's he's completely lost it, uh, and now he remembers that Astos told him that oh well when whenever the cycle needs to be uh, be reset, uh, we're supposed to go to a contact point that the Lufenians set up. But they're lazy as hell, and they always set the contact point to be the Chaos Shrine. <laughs> what? So Jack decides. <laughs> okay, sure. So so Jack so Jack decides that he's going to rush the Chaos Shrine, uh, and like he's and during this part he's like nearly invincible. He has like an infinite break gauge, because of all the chaos. Chaos. And like the. And like he manages to get to the contact point. It tries to stop. It tries to not let him in, because uh, because he's been infected by all the chaos. He gets in anyway. It's it's that uh, it's that wheat field that all the tutorials take place in and shit. Where uh, Frank and, like, Sinatra all, plays. And, like, the Luf- yeah, where Frank Sinatra plays. Oh, that's another and, like, super weird all... thing. I, I have to interrupt you because at the beginning of the game, they start playing my way, and Frank Sinatra's going, yeah. and it's like. And I did it! And then you think, oh, here comes my way, the the point of the song, the top of the chorus, and it cuts right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it edited yeah. that way? Do they ever play the whole song? Yeah. Yes, they do. It's okay. at the start of the credits. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, they, um, but yeah, they uh, go through the... Um, uh, he gets into this place that's basically... That apparently it's basically just a holding ground where uh, yeah, the Lufenians keep people who are returning to Lufenia to make sure everything's okay. And and the Lufenians are realizing everything's fucked up. They need to completely reset everything. And and Jack, uh, after hearing this, he yells, Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> uh, and then and he kills he, all of them? And he just starts... He just starts smashing the system that uh, that uh, they're using to reset the thing. He breaks the system entirely, and all the darkness that has been for- that has that they've been funneling into the world, uh, it manifests in the form of chaos. Oh. And Jack is now really mad because no, he's chaos now, so he's going to kill chaos. To prove that he actually is chaos. Is one of these the uh, like greater chaos from Dissidia O Twelve? Because there was like I chaos and no then there was feral clue. chaos. Did you play Dissidia? I, I, I mean, yeah, I am. I honestly have no idea if this is supposed to be related to Dissidia or not. Does Shinryu show up at all? Come up with a theory of it, but. No, Shinryu doesn't show up. How about Sid of the Lufane? Is there any of him? No. Okay, alright. This sounds just like the city is bullshit, I'll be honest. Yeah, so anyway, Jack Jack Chaos kills actual Chaos, cements his position as the actual Chaos, and the Lufanians realize, well, this this has all gone to hell. We need to cut you off entirely and just completely breaks the link entirely and then jack just wakes up in the chaos shrine oh now he's garland he walks he he walks up to the throne of skulls 
he sits on it. The, the four fiends are in front of him. Surprise, it turns out that the party members were the four fiends the entire time. And they were all running with this plan that, that Jack had come up in the past cycle so that they so they could usurp the uh, the uh, older darkness into themselves and then wait for real warriors of light to come and kill them what <laughs> to just completely break the system for good okay and so, so then the warriors of light like show two, up at the end of the game yeah it's it's like now 2000 years in the past before lufenia even existed the lufenians can't get to them there so all we have to do now is wait and, and cut to 2000 years later and Jack and Jack now in the garland armor is still sitting on the front just waiting for the warriors of light to open the door he's been there for 2000 fucking that's years that's when the cuts to credit cuts to credit it is it is a fucking insane game like I do like where the story goes in the at this end point but it is still really insane and incredibly hard to comprehend well here's here's it, what's wild here's what's really wild is everything you just said like to a normal person who has lived a wholesome non-sinful life all of that should sound like the most ridiculous just complete bullshit none of that made any fucking sense to any of them it should have been like me when you were describing Final Fantasy XIV. However, I understood all of that. That made perfect sense to me. That's exactly what it, I thought was it, going it, to happen in this game. It, this, this, this description is the is the equivalent of uh, you know, feeding a, a small Victorian child a Dorito, yes. Um. Yeah, they've done this a million times. This is so much less insane than what happened in Dissidia. Uh, I... Wow. Yeah, that that sounds like a game. Um <laughs> But I, I expect there's more story coming because you know the the DLC's going to have something, right? Do you think they're going to do Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy 2 next? They should. Whether or not they will, I expect they won't, but oh. they should. Oh wait, wait, wait. There's something very important that I've not asked you and has, there's one thing that doesn't make any sense to me. Why are they dressed like gym rats? And why why are they like normal people from our world if they're from Lufenia? I don't know because the Lufenians don't dress like that either. <laughs> we have no explanation as to why they would be people from our world with cell phones that listen to new metal. It's a like the, Lufen like, the Lufenians are future tech, so that explains the cell phones, I guess. But it doesn't explain the outfits because everyone... Because nobody else dresses like that. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Nomura and uh, the Kingdom Hearts writer is another guy that's involved in this. I, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I want no explanation whatsoever. Don't even attempt to explain. Don't I even just... recognize the fact you've done this. I want nothing. Yeah, like, I forget who the Kingdom Hearts writer is, but Nojima was also involved, and, like, I mean, Nojima is the guy who, uh, you know, uh, Nomura looked at, looked at the ending of Final Fantasy VII Remake and said, hey, can you tone it down a little bit? So, yeah, I think Nomura, just for this one, just, like, took a look at the script and said, yeah, seems legit. Yeah, well, uh, wait, they looked at the Final Fantasy VII Remake ending and thought maybe we should tone that down? That was toned down? Yeah, yeah, no, 
Yeah, Nomura, Nomura thought that what Nojima had originally done for the ending of Seven Remake was too much. He he told them to to hold back a bit. Well, I mean, I guess you got to make four sequels. You can't give it all away immediately. You got to go someplace even crazier yeah. <laughs> in the next ones. Oh, man. All right. Um. I don't really have any other things to experience. It is an experience. You know what? <laughs> I am so happy for everybody who this game is for. And I will I'll watch as much of it as I can on YouTube at some point. I I did just get a bolt of inspiration for what we should probably do next month and it's something I've been putting off for a while. But I think we finally have to do this. We have to watch Final Fantasy Mobius. <laughs> yeah. Like God, although that's going to take a while. Did we, like, find a video of one of the two parts and it's, like, two and a half hours or something? No, it's more than that. It's, like, ten hours. The entire... Every cutscene adds up, like, ten hours. (laughs) Well, we've got, like, a month to prepare, (laughs) Yeah, I'll see. I'll see if I can convince anyone to take that journey. Maybe I'll do a solo podcast. I'll be the only person crazy enough to go and do this ridiculous bullshit of listening to this entire thing. Uh, we should go through what's left of the news, right? It's real fast. Was there anything? There's uh, a bit of news here and there. 16 is still a no-show. Yeah. We're the, expecting it to not be a no-show in the next two months or so, but for now it's still a no-show. Okay, so uh, first bit of news is that Forspoken has been delayed to October 11th, which is really not a surprise. Oh, right, yeah. Because that was supposed to come out next month, and there was no indication that that was happening at all. Like, there were there was a very yeah. big. Uh, I mean, now. Okay, you can keep going. Now, now that we've seen a, uh, now that we've seen a gameplay trailer for for that game, I'm I'm more interested in it. Like, I really did not like the 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 dialogue in the earlier trailers. It's just kind of bleh. But the gameplay seems seems fine. Although it's hard to see how how well it performs, because it's it's you know basically Final Fantasy 15 magic particle effects everywhere, so it absolutely fucking kills YouTube's bit rates. Yes, that is great. Every time that happens, like the my my Firefox looks ready to crash every single time I try to watch any gameplay videos. Also, um, also Frey's last name is Holland. Because she's from Jersey City, where the Holland Tunnel goes. <laughs> I, I, I fully believe that's why that's her name. Um, another bit of news is... Uh, oh, back to Final Fantasy Origin Stranger Paradise. Uh, this was a fairly poor launch in Japan. I have the specific numbers. It apparently, in its first week, sold 46,849 copies making it the 25th worst Final Fantasy spin-off launch in Japan in as long as they've been keeping track of this. Uh, only three games yeah, had a the worse... the numbers aren't good. Well, in Japan... Like, at the um... same time, it's not the... At the same time, it's not the full picture, because I know that that uh, thing uh, is only physical sales, so yes. it's... Uh, but also, just in general, phys- uh, this uh, generation... And really, the last one had been really poor for Japan. Like, yes. um, like Sony is very much shifting to being to being a very uh, uh, Western centric yeah. uh, company for a reason. Yeah, I, I do want to uh. go through the three games that it outsold, which maybe can give you an indication of just how relatively not great this was. 
Uh, it outsold Final Fantasy Fables, Chocobo's Dungeon, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, The Crystal Bearers, and Final Fantasy Fables, Chocobo's Tales. So, oh well. Of those three, the only one that I've played is Chocobo Tales, and that was not my copy of the game. Um, you were one of the very few, because that like only sold very... 29,000 in its launch, apparently. It's like just a very cute little kitty mini game collection thing just kind just kind of forgettable um i have seen some footage of uh, the crystal bearers and that game looks completely fucking insane crystal bearers is a very very weird product it is uh it's the silver the hedgehog portion of sonic 2006 except with wee waggle thrown on the regular combat is awful, and it's timed, so you will not be able to finish an enemy encounter and gain any XP. Which luckily doesn't matter whatsoever, because there's very, very little main combat. It's mostly a collection of mini-games. And, uh, also you can walk okay. around... You can walk around the capital city of Altaria or something, one of the four races of Crystal Bears peoples, and you can go and use your psychic powers to just grab NPCs and just fucking throw them. And then you can steal their money, too. <laughs> I have a soft spot for but that. Yeah, in, but yeah, in in general, I'm not surprised that Stranger Paradise is not doing doing well. Because, I mean, the, the game runs like crap on everything except PS5. And hardly anyone has a PS5 still. I'm surprised so, there's even 46,000 PS5s in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a shame that it's probably not going to sell well overall, but uh, I mean, it, it happens. Well, I, I will specify, this is Japan. Console games don't sell very well in Japan anymore. This is also a game that has an aesthetic that I don't think the Japanese are much into, because look at these fucking yeah. Jimbro-looking dudes. Yeah, I mean. like, like, part of why I think yeah, but also like part of why I think that you know the the game industry just not doing very well in Japan anymore does feed into part of this is because apparently according to some other metrics, this was uh, it's uh, opening week. It was number one in Japan. Yes, it was. It was the number one selling console game. Yeah. I mean, no, I I, I there are games that will yeah. do very well in Japan. It's just basically if you're not the Switch, you're not really doing all that well. Also, I, I do want to not overgeneralize J the Japanese as like a monolith or anything because a lot of a lot of cultural critics and video game critics will do that. There are people in Japan for whom this is extremely their shit. But in general, the kind of thing that Final Fantasy is associated with, this is not that. This is a bizarre product. And I don't imagine a lot of that fandom will be particularly for this sort of thing. It's, it's frankly not my kind of thing either. I'm I'm more in awe of it. I don't want it. I don't really want it in my house. It's something I'll I'll like look at as like a car crash, or maybe I'll watch the videos, but I'll be in uh, in incognito mode. I don't want other people to know what I'm looking at. And, uh, actually, that's all the news. Uh, we already went over the Chocobo GP stuff. Uh, there's gonna be a Kingdom Hearts Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, that looks cute, although I, I honestly did not know Tamagotchi still existed. Neither did I. Um, I, I feel like they made this after seeing Turning Red, where Tamagotchis are a major plot point. And that's a game, that's a movie set in 2002. And that explains why that's there. Um, but, uh, we're now at 90 yeah, like, minutes, I think so. the last time I saw Tamagotchis out in the wild was, like, when I was in year two, so... I have not seen one since before I was playing Pokemon. It was, like, 1997 is the last time I had a Tamagotchi, and I hated those fucking things. It just died on me. Mm. I was six. How was I supposed to know? It just, it just died immediately. Just like every plant I've ever owned. Sad times. Anyway... Uh, I mean, that's, uh, I, as, presumably they're going to have to uh, take out, you know, all the death stuff, because, uh, I mean, what what's Disney going to think when they put out a toy where Donald can actually fucking die? I didn't feed my Sora, and now he's dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to find out why there's noise happening in my house, so I'm going to wrap things up. Um, we may or may not do that Final Fantasy Mobius thing, uh, you know. All twelve people that Depends listen to this podcast, I'm sorry, you'll fits. be you'll be disappointed. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, some color mage and cat use was here. He had to leave early, as mentioned. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta do the final bits of uh, yes. This podcast was produced by me and hosted by me. This is the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast. Uh, wiki URL is something. I don't know. You go to www.twitter.com. Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's listed on our Twitter. I'm sure we can we can point you there successfully. No, 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 no. Just go to Twitter. That, that's fine. Um, and our uh, our music is La Montana de los Caballeros Jovenes, which is based on the Mount Colts uh, song from Final Fantasy VI. That's from the Balance and Ruin OC remix, and was created by none other than Expert Novice. Thank you for letting us use that music. And I guess we should end this with a quote from Final Fantasy. And some color mage, you know what quote we have to use, right? <clears throat> do you want to do it? Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, that's that's a I pretty good one. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's we're here to kill chaos. Chaos. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. It's like a thirst. Chaos. Hey.